0: Everyone, What's up? This is Christian Williams with Iconic Legacy Coaching and for those of you who don't know what I do, I help 20 and 30 somethings figure out exactly who they want to be, what they want to accomplish, and ultimately the plan and the habits to get there. I do this in my five week coaching course called Abundant Life Reset. But today I want to talk to you about something that's so critical to you being able to build your dream life no matter what. So no matter how big or lofty your goal is, and no matter how big the obstacles are that are standing in your way, and no matter where you're starting from, I want to talk to you about this. But I have to warn you, this is a conversation for really serious students only. It's kind of a tough subject, and I'm going to be honest with you, it might just have some of you running for the hills. I don't know. So what do you think? Are you ready for a really, really honest conversation today? Today we're gonna to talk all about what it means to take 100% responsibility for your life and the results that you're producing or not producing. Mm-hmm. And what I wanna suggest is, the sooner you fully embrace and take on the mindset that you're truly the only one who's 100% responsible for, for producing your results, the faster you can get on to building whatever you want in your life. I'm talking any goal, any dream, any lofty ambition, or overcoming any obstacle. And the reason I say this is such a serious conversation and such a tough conversation is that we really have to address the truth that most people don't really take 100% responsibility for their own life. I really think that most people believe deep down in their hearts and minds, you know, that success is at least 50% luck or just chance. And they're so aware of all the obstacles that they have in front of them and the obstacles the world has handed us and they really 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 just believe that that level of success that they that they want most is not actually a possibility for them and so most people are settling and it's making them sincerely miserable or at least very restless it's just depending on where you're at right it does vary and so because of this People don't end up thinking the thoughts or creating the feelings or building the habits or taking the actions that are required for overcoming those obstacles or for building out the dream life that they really could have. Because ultimately, their belief says it's not possible. And if it's not possible, there's no way you're going to waste your time, your energy, your effort, You're not going to put yourself out there and take the risk of pursuing something that you've already decided on some level is not really possible anyways. And so I just want to take a moment to say that I totally understand that obstacles are a real thing. Okay, there's, you know, there's very real barriers that people are facing every single day that feel absolutely insurmountable. That is legitimate. I'm in no way downplaying the difficulty, the struggle, the frustration, all of that that people are facing every single day. What I am saying, and that the, tr- that the truth is, is that there have been other people before with the exact same barriers and the exact same setbacks, and they have figured out a way to make it happen despite all of that. More importantly, what I'm saying is if you don't stand up and claim what you want for your life, and if you wait for the day to arrive when things look different or things show up the way that you want them to, you may end up waiting your whole life. You absolutely cannot wait for circumstances to change. You can't wait for anyone else to bring it to you. You can't wait for more favorable wins. Because at the end of the day, if you wait for someone else or something outside of you to make it happen, I'm afraid that you might allow the time to pass until you reach a place of regret. That you didn't get out of this life what you wanted. That you didn't make the contribution that you wish that you had. And the truth is, it doesn't have to be your fate. But it requires you to take 100% responsibility no matter what. The reason that I'm bringing all of this up is because I do not want the legitimate struggles and trials of this world and of this life to be the thing that holds you back and keeps you from what you can have anyway. Those struggles and those trials, they may never go away. It's true that you know people in some way or another do have special privileges that we don't that's a fact there's financial struggles there's mental health struggles parenting struggles time management struggles addiction struggles chronic pain struggles ill health struggles so many types of struggles and they may never go away completely And you may never get completely rid of them and while we strive to we may not able to produce the changes to the systems that produce systemic inequalities you know in this country and in this lifetime but i'm suggesting that you can learn to cope with all of those struggles and all of those obstacles in a way that still allows you to live a life completely rich and full while accomplishing your greatest ambitions and overcoming your most impending obstacles it does not have to be the end of the road but if you don't get a strong belief and in in this idea that you have to take 100% responsibility for the results that you produce and don't produce anyways, then it might be the end of the road. If you outsource your personal power and your responsibility for ultimately reaching what you want one way or the other, then it could be the end of the road. And... You know, a lot of people have come and gone, and they've lived lives of quiet desperation just like that. But I don't want that to be the case for you, and it doesn't have to be that way. You have the power to make sure of it. The history books are full of examples of a lot of people who had all the odds against them, but they stood up and they persevered, and they made a way despite all of those odds. I'm sure several examples might come to mind of people who faced incredible circumstances, awful treatment, horrible obstacles that would allowed them to easily justify the desire to quit. And it's likely that no one would have blamed them for making that choice. But instead they chose to dream big, they chose to seek new thoughts, new beliefs, take new actions, get support, get a good, get a good plan, and try a new thing. They decided instead to be bold, to be courageous, in short, they decided to take 100% responsibility for their lives, no matter what. And because of this, they were able to build full and purposeful lives that felt good to live in. And very often, they were able to do something or serve something or someone beyond themselves. Some of them even changed the world. And the same thing can be true with us. But again, it starts from this basic belief that we have to take 100% responsibility for our lives No matter what. It might be time to step up. It might be time to ask ourselves what is working and what isn't working in our lives and ask what we might do to take full ownership over that. In the great book, The Success Principles by Jack Canfield, the author states, if you keep doing what you've always done, you will keep getting what you always got. And he's right. If you want something different, you've got to do something different. Taking 100% responsibility for our lives requires us to get rid of blame. Even when someone else is contributing to a problem in our lives and it's affecting the results that we are getting, we have to ask ourselves how we are either creating or allowing that problem to persist. If we are committed to taking 100% responsibility in our lives, no matter what, we might ask ourselves if we need to learn better communication skills, if we need to make requests of someone to start doing something, or stop doing something, or in some cases ask ourselves if we should continue on in that relationship. But allowing the buck to stop with the other person and how they are affecting us, it leaves us with results that we don't want. And if we leave it up to them to change and give us what we want or make our goal happen for us without our participation or without our full ownership over that, we may never get what we want. So we have to ask ourselves, What is in our control that will make the difference and get us what we want the most? And this very often requires a level of courage to try something new in the relationship, to share our real thoughts and desires, to ask for a change in behavior, or to ask for more support. Kenfield also talks about in his book an equation that makes it really easy to visualize this concept. I'm going to share it with you. It's E plus R equals O. I'll say it again, it's E plus R equals O, that is event plus response equals outcome. The event has to be considered neutral, right, because life happens. There's not a lot we can do about certain events in our lives that come up, but it's the responses to those events that create different outcomes in people's lives. How is it that two people can experience the same event and have two different responses to that same event and end up with two different outcomes in their lives? Let me give you an example you have a super long commute to and from work every day and so on the hour and 15 minute drive there you ruminate on how much this sucks you get in road rage fights with others who are going too slow on the road and you work yourself into a red hot rage so that when you arrive at work you're totally frustrated totally irritable irritable and you're completely over it right the outcome is that you perform worse connect with your coworkers less not to mention that the whole thing is a horrible internal experience for yourself right and then let me give you the same event which is that you have an hour and 15 minute commute to work every day and so you decide instead of doing those other things to to purchase um, a series of personal or professional development audiobooks on audible or you get overdrive for free and you get audiobooks from your local library totally for free and you play those each day on that long commute that you take every day, you know, an hour and 15 minutes every day, five days a week, which ends up being over six hours of personal and professional development material that you end up listening to. And then the outcome of this is that you arrive to work with fresh ideas on your mind. You feel inspired and motivated because you've been immersed in positive and thought provoking material, right? Whether you liked it or not. And you have a much better internal experience of the whole event. Let me give you an example from the book. The event is this. You're given a $400 bonus. Your response is, you spend it on a night out on the town with your friends. And then the outcome is, you are broke. Or, the event is the same. You're given a $400 bonus and your response is, you invested and put it in your mutual fund. And the outcome is that you have an increased net worth. These examples demonstrate the same event, but a different response, which ultimately creates our outcome. These are simple enough to understand examples, but can you think of other ways that this applies in our lives? And consider the question, how can I shift my responses to certain events in my life to create better outcomes for myself? How can I shift my responses to events in my life so that I feel better? The next thing we do that we need to do in order to take 100% responsibility in our life is to give up complaining. Jack Canfield points out that we rarely ever complain about things that we truly have no power over. For instance, he he uses the example of gravity, stating that you don't catch people complaining about gravity, you don't catch people complaining when a, a plate falls in the kitchen, you don't catch people really complaining about gravity when somebody falls down some stairs, right? We have accepted that gravity is a thing. Gravity is a real thing and it's not going anywhere and there's no point in us complaining about it because we have no sphere of control there. Instead, we actually use gravity to our advantage by, you know, building drains and aqueducts down mountains. We take advantage of gravity in sports that we play like skiing down a mountain, skydiving out of a plane, playing basketball. So basically Kenfield tells us that complaining about something means that you have a reference point for something better that you would prefer, but you're unwilling to take the risk of creating um, the result for that. That that. You're unwilling to take the risk of creating that result for yourself. So this means that we either need to be honest with ourselves and ask ourselves what is within our sphere of control that we can do or stop doing to get better results, Or we should at least accept the fact that it is us that's unwilling to change the circumstances and just take responsibility for that by not complaining about it. At some point or another, everyone complains. It's just human to complain. I totally get it. But it's really important to develop an awareness that the things we're complaining about don't become a habit for us. We don't want the habit of complaining and allowing ourselves to not take action to change things for ourselves when the truth is that we could. We don't want to be sucked into a cycle of negativity and complaining and not realize it. And sometimes it's true, right? We want more than anything, you know, more than any, um, you know, solutions. We just want someone to listen to us bitch and moan a little bit. It just makes us feel better. Again, it's normal. But I think that's in the right setting. In the right setting, it makes sense to vent but it's this awareness of whether we're filling the space where we could be taking action on things in our lives and instead filling that hole with complaining, which sucks even more energy from us. We don't want to get stuck in that cycle and let months or years or decades pass us by. And that kind of brings me to the next important point. If we're going to complain, let's just check in with ourselves and ask if we're complaining to the right people. Again, Context is important. Calling your supportive brother or mother or friend and saying, Hey, listen, do you have a few minutes to let me vent? I'm all about it. You should totally do that. But if the context is wrong, in my view, in my experience, if the person at the other end, one, didn't agree to be vented on, two, ultimately can't solve your problem if solutions are what you're looking for, and three, if they just aren't the appropriate person to vent to, like your coworkers about your other coworkers, then the the idea is that we want to avoid doing that, right? We want to share our complaints in a healthy way in a healthy context in, in an appropriate setting. We don't want it to take over our lives. We really want to make sure that when we're complaining to people, that if we're looking for actual solutions to those problems, that we need someone else's participation in, that we're talking to the right people. In the book, The Success Principles, which I've been talking about here, Canfield talks about how people go to work to complain about the people at home, and then those same people go home and complain about the people at work. But they're the wrong people to complain to, and we do this simply because it's easier than addressing the people in a necessary conflict that would create change and give us the results that we wish that we had. Canfield says, and I quote, because it's easier, it's less risky. It takes courage to tell your spouse that you're not happy with the way things are at home. It takes courage to ask for behavioral change. It also takes courage to ask your boss to plan better so that you don't end up working every weekend. But your boss is the only one who can do anything about that. Your spouse can't. So learn to replace complaining with making requests and taking action that will achieve your desired outcomes. That's what successful people do. That's what works. If you find yourself in a situation you don't like, either work to make it better or leave. Do something to change it or get the heck out. Agree to work on the relationship or get a divorce. Work to create change and improve working conditions at work or find a new job. Either way, you will get a change. Another way to take 100% responsibility in our lives is to do what Canfield suggested. Something I call either love it or leave it. Take part in your responsibility to handle your part of things. Do your part to make things better. Do your part to communicate and try to find ways to bring more life and engagement into your relationships and your projects. If you find that your effort is truly one-sided, just acknowledge that others may not wish to change and respect that. And then it's up to you to either find a way to stay and love it. Or be honest with yourself that it might be time to leave the relationship, the job, or the project. But at the end of the day, you want to know that you did your part and handled your responsibility to make things better and get the results that you ultimately wanted. Go all in with things or get out. Pursue things that will bring you the positive experiences and the positive relationships that you want. Do your part in that. Don't wait on the world to give you everything you want or need. Or you might not make it in this lifetime to achieving what you wished for. Take the view that everything happens due to your own actions and inactions. You have the power to make it different, but you've got to be the boss of that. You've got to plan it, you've got to hold yourself accountable to it, and you've got to find support when you need it, and you have to put in the work required. The payoff is worth the cost and more. The cost of not engaging this process is far more than the cost of using your potential and your effort to create the life that you dream of. Listen, life rewards you for using your potential and growing and taking 100% responsibility for your outcomes. And life penalizes you for seriously neglecting your potential and allowing your fate to be left to chance or to circumstances or to the whims of others. You get almost only two chances in this life. You either get growth or atrophy. You can grow and maintain that. And if you don't, and you don't take the effort required to grow or maintain what you've already accomplished, then the inevitable outcome is that you experience atrophy for not exercising your own personal power. It's just like a muscle. If you don't use it, it just goes away. If you use it, it grows. And that's not based on luck. It's not based on an idea. It's just the facts. It takes courage and honesty with yourself and eventually with those around you. There, it takes a certain level of effort, but again, it's nothing compared to what you can create when you get you know, this experience, when you can experience this lesson in a deep way where you realize like it's true, it comes down to me. It comes down to what I tolerate, it comes down to the effort I put in, It's up to me at the end of the day to make these things happen for myself. So before we finish up, I just want to let you know, this reminds me of a lesson that I got from Brendan Burchard several years back. And it made me take a good hard look at the results that I had produced up until that point when I was still, you know, really figuring it out. And I was, you know, I was definitely not doing great. I'm going to be honest. Like I had been striving and I'd been working on things, but I hadn't quite, you know, I hadn't quite gotten there. I was still working it out. And it's called Brendan's Eight Transformational Truths. And this is what he said to me. Either you are truly moving forward or you aren't. Either you're truly doing work that you enjoy or you aren't. Either you're truly being yourself or you aren't. Either your relationships are truly supporting you or they are not. Either you truly believe in yourself or you don't. Either you're building your wealth or you're depleting it. Either you're truly fit and vibrant or you're not. You're either truly stepping up or you're backing down. And these questions, this idea, it really cuts straight to the heart for me. Is one of the, It was one of those defining moments for me where I decided in that moment, I had to take 100% responsibility for creating what I wanted in my life, despite all of my difficulties, despite all of my setbacks, despite my lack of knowledge, my lack of skills, despite all the things that I had been through. And you too can have this moment where you draw a line in the sand and say, I'm going to straighten my back up and I'm going to take ownership of all the results of my life and I'm going to make things the way I want them no matter what. So please go out there and take the classes you need to take, make the schedule changes you need to make. Do more of what works and do less of what isn't working or quit it altogether. Get the support you need. Go get the therapy that you need and deserve. Get the coaching that you need. Find the plans going to work. Dig into the books that are going to make the difference. Take ownership and the relationships in your life to form them into something you want. Love it or leave it. Right. Build your strength up. Make hard choices become capable of doing hard things. And don't let any setbacks, any struggles, any trials, or any one keep you from building a life that you feel good in and that makes you proud. You can when and if you take 100% responsibility for your results and you leave it to no one else. If you need any help with any of this, please reach out. You're always welcome to send me a DM or you can email me at Christian at Iconic, legacy uh, excuse me christian at iconic to follow me on social media you can search instagram or facebook for iconic legacy coaching and i just want to say thanks for listening in if you have hung in there this whole time i know that you're someone that takes your personal development very seriously i can tell that you're someone who um, is willing to you know look at ways to improve their lives so Share this episode with someone who would appreciate hearing it. And tune in next week for more self-improvement and life coaching lessons. Until then, you all have a great week.